welcome to Britpop Banter. My name's Kevin. My name's Leslie. Oh, I've caught you with a mouthful of coffee. Now. You did. <laughs> um, this is episode 29. Uh, we're at number 22. We're at Shed 7 with a maximum high. Shed 7. This, this makes me say that. <laughs> uh, Britpopbanter at gmail.com and we're on Facebook and Twitter at Britpopbanter. Questions, feedback, stories... Uh, we need more guilty pleasures, please. If you are, if you have anything from the nineties that you're a bit ashamed of, send it through. We need we need more. All views expressed on this podcast are 100 percent our own. And while we poke fun at some bands and artists, we appreciate their talent and sacrifice to create these albums. Leslie, last week, Supergrass. Hello, yes. Hello, yes. Um, I enjoyed that. It was a good episode. Yeah, I just forgot how much you enjoy Supergrass. And we covered their whole career. We talked about all their albums. Yes. And Gaz's solo work. It was a really popular episode as well, actually. It did mm. well download-wise. I, I actually really enjoyed it. And I thought I'd get into trouble around the I Should Coco placing or our you know, thoughts on that album. But actually, we pretty good. Yeah, not yeah. really. Yeah, it was all right. I listened to Gaz Coombe's solo stuff like you told me and? to. And? I listened to Matador. I'd give that 7 out of 10. Oh, that's good. The, so, the song Detroit. Okay. Love it. Okay. I've been playing that on a repeat. Oh, wow. Um, really good album, right? His, his yeah. actual solo work's really, really good. Very different. Very, like I said, yeah. quite Radiohead, like yeah. good Radiohead-esque. Um, we went to a gig last week. Where did we go? We went to the streets. You almost forgot. I did. <laughs> yeah, I did. What do you think? I loved it so much. It was a good gig. Absolutely loved it. it. Was. He was amazing. He was amazing. I have to. I was very dubious, but it was a really good fun gig. He knows how to work the crowd. He really does. Mike Skinner, I take my hat off. That was a good gig. I read an article, a review in the Sydney Morning Herald. Uh-huh. They gave it three and a half out of five. Just, and I get why. So why? I repeat, just because if you think of a song like, say, The Week Become Heroes or Blinded by the Light. Yes. The music in that track is what makes it. Yes. You didn't really get that. Mm, and okay. The sound wasn't... The sound wasn't great. Yeah, okay. And so they talked about that and how that doesn't really translate that well live. Yeah, okay. But... I still loved it. I it was had a great time. Good, We good were right fun. up the front. Right up the front. It was just a blast. Um, What's our next gig? Uh, God, what is our next gig? Ride. We've got Ride. We've got Cast. We've I'm got looking forward to Chemical Cast. Brothers. Yeah, Chemical Brothers. Um, yeah, I've got Peter Hook at the Opera House. When's that? Uh, I think that's next month. So, hmm. yeah, I've got a couple of weeks off from gigs, which I'm quite looking forward to, because the last couple of ones have been quite big. So, uh. And you're getting old? Yeah. It takes me a while to recover, honestly. It really does. Um, book poll? Did you see the old. Uh, you had a go at me about this. What was your problem with the book poll? Because it was just the most rubbish written poll I've ever seen. <laughs> of course, you're going to go back to favourite books. But that was my point. You re- you're not going to re-read a rubbish book, are you? Why would you do that? No, but even just you you. But then, how many favourite books do you have? Ah. Well, so I didn't go, it's in my top five, top ten. And this is my ten. point. <laughs> Would I, and I've told you before, there's a couple of books I have reread because they are good. Uh-huh. And especially non-fiction books, like if you wanted to go back and remind yourself of something. Mm-hmm. So I think I didn't, yeah, it just was, your poll annoyed me. Yeah, that's because you lost. I didn't even look at the result, didn't care. 68% of people. I hid it from my feed. <laughs> You're hiding our own content. Don't care. Don't care. So 68% said they reread their favourite books. Well, hey. 
Just because you're <laughs> such a baby. <laughs> um, we have really cool stuff. Uh, Moonlight Parade, one of our favourite bands here yes. at Britpop Bantar. Uh, they've sent us some new music off their new album. So the new album is called Caught in a Wave and it comes out in August. We've got a new song called Talk of the Town, which has never been played before. So thank you to the guys from Moonlight Parade. We're going to play the whole thing. Yes. Are you excited? I'm excited. You're pumped. All right, let's play it. So this is Talk Off the Town um, from the album Caught in a Wave. Oh, 
I'm really excited by this band. This I, is amazing. I, and I, you know what? I love the fact that bands are reaching out to us to do this. So, if, so do I. I used to think this is one of my favourite parts of it. Yeah. And it's it's interesting because it's not what I thought would happen. Mm-mm. So when we did this, we were excited because we're talking about old bands and bands that we knew. I know. The most exciting part about this for it's me now is the new bands. <laughs> so didn't see that coming. So if there's any new bands. Or bands that we've sort of played that you're sort of in touch with, reach out to them, get us, get them to send us some content to our email address, and we'll play it. Yeah. Simple as that. We have no problem with playing new stuff. It's great. It's we really want exciting. to. We want to encourage new music, yeah. and new talent. Yeah. It's exciting. Exactly. And so thank you again to the boys at Moonlight Parade. Shall we get into the Rolling Stones? Will this be the week that Oasis turn up in this chart? Well, unless we're in the top 30, probably not. <laughs> We've been through this. 60 to, 50, oh, 60 to 50. I can't wait to see your face. Oh, no. Right, so number 60, we talked about the Sex Pistols. Yeah. 59 is one of my ones. Aerosmith. Your thoughts on Aerosmith, Les? Any, any... Do you like any song by Aerosmith? No, I'm guessing. Walk this way. <laughs> That's it. Okay, all right, okay. Um, That... We've been, I've ranted about this song before with the oh, whole Armageddon yeah. film. Aye, yeah, you have. Don't want to miss a thing. It's one mm-hmm. of that would be in my. This is what I think I should do because I say this often. One of my top ten least favorite songs you of all time. Write them. I'm going to do it. Take the time. But that would be in it. You reckon? Don't want to miss a thing. Okay. Absolute rubbish. Shania Twain would be in there. Shania Enrique Twain, and Blazes Enrique would be and in Blazes. there. Reef. <laughs> I'm telling you. Um. So Aerosmith, I love Aerosmith. Um, I remember hearing the album Big Ones for the first time and the song Walk on Water, just amazing. Um, I saw them live for the first ever concert I went to. I saw the Nine Lives tour and they were supported by Shed 7. Unbelievable. What a match. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Number 58, Parliament and Funkadelic. I wish I knew who they were. They're... um, very soul, very funky. I, I actually listened to it and I was like, oh, this is quite upbeat and funky. 57, The Grateful Dead. Anything on those? Nah. Nah? Okay. Number 56, Dr. Dre. You're a big Dr. Dre fan, aren't you? Huge. Yeah? Big fan. What's your, what do you think your favourite song from Dr. Dre is? Oh, uh, the one when he does the rapping. Yep, yep. Cool. That one. That one. Cool. Number 55, Eric Clapton. I love Eric Clapton. Do you? Talk to me about Eric Clapton. Who doesn't like Eric Clapton? I don't know, I've never really listened to him. Go on. Tears in Heaven. That's what I've got here. Tears in Heaven, Wonderful Tonight. I know some of the songs. You know Tears in Heaven's about his son that fell out a window. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's so really sad. sad. Yes. Totally forgot about that. Yeah. That is, that's terrible. He's a great guitarist. And Layla's an amazing song. Mm-hmm. You got me all money, Layla. Boop, boop, boop. 55? I think that's fair. 55? I'm glad he's in it. Okay, all right. Yeah, I'd say so. Number 54, Howlin' Wolf. Oh. I cannot tell you, I've, I listened to a bit of Howlin'. Oh, brilliant. It was just so much fun. So he's like 50s, bluesy. Yeah. He's just, he's brilliant. Like, and the raspiness of his voice is just it, yeah. awesome. He is like a Howlin' Wolf, isn't he? Yeah, yes, he does sound because mm. he's got that deep voice. Number 53, the Allman Brothers Band. I don't know what that is. So the only so Ramblin' Midnight Rider they do, but they do a song called Jessica, which is the Top Gear theme. Oh. Do you like Top Gear? 
if you put it on, I'll watch it. That's about it. Um, what do you I, think of Jeremy Clarkson? Well, I don't pay much attention to him outside of Top Gear. Yeah, right. And so I've not read any of his books. I know how outspoken he is. And He's annoying. Yeah, I can, I can kind of see that. But I don't, you know, I only watch Top Gear for Top Gear, and that's it. Yeah. Um, 52 Queen. 52 for Queen is a bit rough, yeah. I think. I'm going to be really controversial here. <sighs> What's new? I'm not a big Queen fan. Why not? Because I don't like it. What is it? Why not? So, do you not like any of their stuff? I get I do. Put Bohemian Rhapsody aside because it's it's one of those overplayed songs. That would be in my top ten least favourite songs of all time. Really? How bad is that? That's a great People song. People have just turned off. I understand. I get it. Um, it could be because it's overplayed and it's really annoying. I can imagine it was cutting edge for its time and the fact it was... But it's just awful. Um, I think Queen are very like they're brilliant, and I think as in like they're talented and they're great mm-hmm. live. And Freddie Mercury was like the ultimate showman. Yep. in the whole thing. Yeah, I'm just not going to be popping on there. You wouldn't go to their greatest hits. Look, I might go to their greatest hits, but I wouldn't. Actually, that's a lie. I wouldn't. <laughs> so, um, if someone had it on. You'd let it play? I'd let it play, and I know their songs, and I think, you know, they've been around for a long time, and blah de blah and, but it's... Um, it's not for you. No, what's your thoughts this on is, This is your dad rock. This is your category so of dad rock. Dad. Yeah. Um, I love Queen. My dad loved Queen, and so we played it all the time. Um, so Favourite Queen song? Oh, you can't do that. There's just too many. They're just too great. They're, they're just so, they have three greatest hits. I mean, what band ever has th- double CDs? Three greatest hits. I don't think they were very discerning then, were they? Because your greatest hits should really be your greatest hits. I doubt anyone has six CDs worth of greatest hits. Kind of takes the mickey out of that. <laughs> name of it, if we're all honest. Uh, 51, Pink Floyd. Oh, now I like Pink Floyd. Talk to me about Pink Floyd then. I remember, you might not remember this, but my one of my first kind of wanted to be cool with music moments came at school. And we had... Uh, Music teacher, one of you in my class. Red hair? Remember no. her? No, 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 Female no. Female with red hair? No. Quite young? No. And so she was quite cool and I really wanted to let her think that I was cool. And we then she were that's when I first like I played the bit of drums and then guitar and she was she had a Pink Floyd um poster oh. on the wall. Oh. And so I asked her who they were and she's like Pink Floyd. Yeah. I know them. <laughs> no, I don't. I like take that. I'm twelve. <laughs> um, and so then that's when I went to go and listen to the to Pink Floyd. Didn't you turn around and go? Haven't you heard about Kylie and Jason? Yeah. Can we play that on the drums? <laughs> so, so yeah, you went to like. Okay, what do you think? Yeah, of that? Dark Side of the Moon. That's really deep for a twelve-year-old. Maybe I was a bit older. Maybe okay. fourteen or fifteen. Okay. Um, I had the other music teacher. Oh. The other one. And not so anyway. Yeah, right. I got a five in music, and the worst grade was a six. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Here I am hosting a podcast about music. Brilliant. Uh, all right, number 50, the band. The band. Just the band. Don't know them. The Weight and the Last Waltz Suite is what they did. But yes, that is it. We are down to number 50. No Oasis of Blur just yet. I didn't enjoy that. You didn't enjoy it? Okay. Sorry. Cool. Shall we get into the homework? Who are those people? Well, it's, what do you mean? There's some classics in there. Queen, Pink Floyd, yeah, Dr. Dre. 
Oh, your yeah. favourite, remember? Yeah. The one with the rapper? Who does that song? Do, 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 do. Who's that? I think, is that Dr. Don't, don't test my rap knowledge. I'm pretty sure Because I can't like that. Okay, I'm pretty sure that is. Cool. Probably not. Right, should we get into the homework? Yay! Which you chose. Yay! So we had Red Rum Club and White Room. Yep. Which do you want to talk to first? Red Rum Club. It's really, it's a mouthful, that, isn't it? Red Rum Club. Yep. Go on, then. Who are they? They are Scouse Band. You love a Scouser? I do. I've written that. I'm really enjoying the Scouse Bands at the moment. I love a Scouser. Um, album is Matador. Um, I love it. Okay. I love it. It's because of the Spanish thing, and it's a bit quirky, it's a bit fun. They remind me a bit of Space, a little bit. Oh. They're kind of Scouse, too. Just okay. Just quirky, fun oh. type music. Um... The first track, I love it. The chorus gets stuck in your head. Angelina, love it. I love when it starts with that. And then, would you rather be love? Would you rather be lonely? I love that eighties vibe where it does that cheesy shout at the start. It's very cheesy. I love it. But I do. But I, it makes I, me I, actually, laugh. I actually moved it from one category to the other because it does grow on you. Really does, doesn't yeah, it? Does. Um, Hung up is a great track. I love the trumpets. I just love that Spanish vibe. Trumpets. They've just thought, they've taken a theme and they've done. They've used that throughout the album, right? While still remaining kind of indie tracks. Okay. And I like that. So in my head, the other album that I can think about that took a theme like that would be Blue Tones. Oh, okay. You know yeah. how they took that kind yeah. of like country, westerny. Yep. And they did oh, that. Oh, Return to the Last Chance yes. Saloon. Yes, and right. they had that theme yes. the whole way through. Yes. Um, yeah, it's a great example. Yeah. yeah, okay. And that's what it kind of, it's not the same, but it's it reminds me of So them. how did you find out about this band then? I have my ways. No, this is what you did last week. You're like, oh, I can't tell. So, basically, I don't want to give it away because oh. it's my special thing. Cool. So, anyway, I found out about it because I did my, a few other... Some bands you like and then they feed on and you look at that. And okay. I, anyway. Okay, and, cool. I, and it came up with this. So, I've I've got loads of bands that have come up that way, but this was one... This one really stuck in my head and I thought I'd love to talk about this one. Some of them are not great. Okay, um, cool. But other great tracks, Honey, Nobody Gets Out yep. Alive, Remedy. Yep. Yep. The only bad tracks for me are Calixico and Casanova. I quite liked Calixico, but so let's let's if people don't know who we're talking about, I'll read you the bio. So they're a six piece from Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Um, this is from their own bio. Red Rum Club are a sextet from Liverpool, combining sounds of old and new channeling Tarantino-esque wild western vibes yes. with the help of a solitary trumpet. Liverpool influence, they deliver a modern twist of poetic, poetic yet catchy lyrics and melodies that blend to make the sound that is unmistakable, unmistakably Red Rum Club. Um, a review of the album, right? Miro Magazine, 5 out of 5. If Red, Red Rum's club's debut was a dance, it would be a strong, defined and seductive pasodoble. Matador stamps down proud, a refreshing, lively twist of Americana-infused alt-rock which would complement any badass Wild Western film as a soundtrack. I think those two define this sound. Absolutely right. I haven't heard the sound. It was really refreshing and new and... um, I was like, what the heck is this? And then that, like that whole Tarantino, the Wild Western, it, it basically is that. Yeah, I love it. Seven and a half out of ten. Oh, so I'm with you. I enjoyed this album, right? The the songs that you've called out, I've gone in pretty much exactly the same what I enjoy about the album. There's no songs that I dislike. The only thing a little bit that I found 
is that the with that sound, it's it's a, like I said, it's the sound goes from track one all the way to the yeah. end. And so sometimes I felt that the sound is a little bit too not repet- repetitive is a bad word for it, but it's just it it felt sometimes that the trumpet, the use of the trumpet, came across quite a bit. So it got. But that's what I liked about it because yeah, I love the theme. It's like Return to Last Chance Saloon. They use that all the way through yeah. the tracks. Yeah, and I. It's a small thing. It just, but like I said, I didn't, I, I didn't not like any of the of the tracks. Seven out of ten. Oh, I was more than you. Yeah, I really, I enjoyed I, this. Yeah. I enjoyed this. Thank I was, you. I was in two minds because when I first played it, I laughed, and I went, "He's going to hate it." And then I went, "That's why we're doing it." And then, um, <laughs> and then I thought the more I listened to it, I went, "No, you might actually like." I liked it. it. I was on the fence. I was driving here today, and I was like, "That I'm not sure. I can't pick. You're going to go one way or the other with this." One. I will. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad you liked, I liked it. it. I liked that it was different. Good I discovery. Liked, yeah, exactly. I Ooh. love hearing different music. Um, then we went into White Room. Mm-hmm. Now, Eight is an EP, not an album, which I got into trouble a bit because it's not an album. Um, they're a five-piece from Brighton. Their bio. Enter the white room and explore sonically tangled reverie filled with sharp, groove-laden sounds, majestic melodies and evocative lyrics. Would you agree with that? No. <laughs> um, what do they sound like then to you? And I, I knew you'd ask me this. And I think... Um, I've left it blank because I can't No, no, it. I've put beatalesque. Re- what? Sometimes I think... Um, okay. Tomorrow always new. Okay. And when I think, and I don't know if it is a take on it, but if you think about um, the Beatles song mm-hmm. of a similar name, okay. is that a thing? That yeah. sounded Beatlesque to me. Okay, cool. Um, look, for me, um, I knew it was an EP, I should have mentioned that because it only had eight tracks. It did. why it's called eight. But anyway. Well, I got into trouble for it, but yeah, okay. But um, they don't have a full... I know. Anyway. But I wanted to talk about them. Okay. Um, so... For me, good tracks. The blue, I think that's a really solid start. Mm-hmm. I do love Tomorrow Always New. Me too. That Beatlesque. Um, yeah. Stole the IV, I really enjoyed as well. Okay. Um, I didn't enjoy it as much as Red Rum Club. Oh. Um, I found it a difficult listen in some parts. Oh. Um, didn't really always flow with me. Okay. Um, six and a half out of ten. Okay. Six and a half out of ten. All yeah. right. Okay. So review. Uh, actually, from re- the review. The double EP closes with the band's newest output, Circles. It's a grooviest number on the record and a perfect ending. With the shoulder-shimmying Britpop rock vibe, the song leaves listeners on a massive high. In addition, the Brighton Quintet remind us that we don't need to live a linear path nor draw lines in the sand. Instead, time can be infinite, experience can be shared by all, and inclusive and harmony can be achieved. Life, after all, is full of fabulous surprises and unknown wonders waiting to be discovered, just like White Room and their terrific gem of a double EP. Oofed. I know. Good review, right? Um, same as you, uh, The Blue, Tomorrow's New, Cable, Bill, Dreamland, and Sir. I actually really enjoyed the last track, Circles, yeah, I did as well. Yeah, I should have said that one, yeah. Seven out of ten as well. Then the recent, so both really good albums, and to be honest, I'll whack them on now. I'd, I'd enjoy both of them. Yeah. Um, I don't have a bad word to say. There wasn't on both albums. There's not a track that I went, oh, that's that's a skipper. I don't like that at all. So thank you for that. You're good welcome. week. Of, good week of homework. I've got two more today. Oh, we're back. Oh, gee whiz. What are we doing? Give me the pen. We're doing Catfish in the Bottle Man and the Balance, and I'm so sad because they were playing in Sydney on Monday. Who? Catfish in the Bottle Man. Is it bottle men or bottle man? Men. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Can't so, read my own right so now. So what's their forget. album? 
It's called The Balance. Okay. Are they still touring? Can we go see them anywhere else? No, that was it. Oh. They played The Hoarder on Monday. Oh, okay. And then who's the second album? Blossoms, Cool Like You. Ah. Now it's older, but I want to talk about them. Blossoms are quite big, aren't they? All right, okay. But I do want to talk about them. Okay, homework for next week. Couple of new news ones for me. Bottle Men. I was right. You said Bottle Man the first men, time. Men, men. It's just my writing. Men, 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 men. Bottle well, you can't men. read your writing either, can you? Catfish and the Bottle Men. Okay. Please, may I have that pen? Yes. Guilty Pleasures. Cue the jingle. Tim, Tim, Tim. <laughs> so Tim picked this. That's how he repays me for reading his book. <laughs> it makes you listen to Rachel's best of. Do you know what I mean? It's a lot of songs, wasn't it? As well, horrible. It's, absolutely horrible. So I think the, there's a few. Th- I think Tim was talking about the original one, which I think is called Pop. The only one on Spotify is Hits. Hits is twenty songs and an hour and eighteen minutes of Erasure. No, not happy with Tim. No, I'm really not happy with Tim. Tim, Tim, Tim. Oh, look. Um, Blue Savannah, Little Respect, Stop. I mean, they're all catchy little... They are all catchy. You are correct. And when they're catchy, they're fun. When they're not, it's horrible. What didn't you like? Everything else. (laughs) Did you get voulez-vous? That's Uh, awesome. What is that? (laughs) That's so bad. Um, Look, to be honest, you kind of forget that Erasure has that many hits. And you can see their their sound, obviously, the electronic sound getting better as they age. Um, it gets a bit repetitive after a while. Yeah. It really does. But again, we had 20 songs to go through. Yeah. Mm. So, would you give it? Three out of ten. Four out of ten. Yeah. Look, you, look, you know, that's a guilty pleasure, right? That's the whole point sure. of the segment. You know it is. And thank you for sending that through. And there are some songs that I actually went, I quite liked, you know, like... People love Erasure. Are they still banging about? I don't know. They, they're big. People like love them. Okay. Because I'm googling it, thinking, oh, and there's like tons of people love them. Like there's people that there's like big following. There's articles on them. Like they're they were massive. Yeah. Okay. And I mentioned them to a couple of people when I was saying, oh, I've got to do Erasure. Blah blah blah. Uh huh. Well, I love Erasure. What? Really? What do you mean? <laughs> Uh, well, f- look, in the, in the grand schemes, th- th- four and, three and four out of ten is not bad. All right, for a guilty pleasure, that's about the average. It's not bad. So it's not too Will bad. Will you listen to it again? Nope. Shall we get into this week? It's your choice. Yeah, it is. You're looking at me like you're going to shaft me in a minute. No, no, no. So I'm trying to be very... With the guilty pleasures, I'm generally... I'm not trying to give you albums just to be silly. I actually given you albums at that time I actually did really enjoy and that when I listen to them again now I don't or maybe still do but I can see not everybody would like them this album and we've spoken about this lady um (laughs) previously um but I used to love this album and she did a duet with Reef and I hate it oh Cheryl Crow which album music club oh I'll take that What's, which one does that have on it? Run, baby, run, baby, run. Oh, that's a nice song. Yeah. Does it have the other one that was that she got massive, or is yeah. that the album before? Is it gone now on it? Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm excited about that. There you go. Oh, um, yes. Yeah. Get in. 
I'm alright, that's that's good. I'll give you a nice one next time then. Okay. okay. Alright. Okay. I can't listen to that other rubbish you gave me again. <laughs> so don't give me something stupid like Blink 182 or something. I hate all that. I'm not. I, when did I ever like Blink Well, like Blink Biscuit, it's all the same, innit? <sighs> Britpop one liners. Britpop one liners. <laughs> 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 a bit of junk, that'd be funny. That'd be funny. Shed 7. Okay, so I'm going to ask you for your one liner on Shed 7. Mine, great band with some excellent anthems. So happy to see them back with a fantastic new album. Matt, brilliant, brilliant band. How they never reached the dizzy heights of Oasis and Blart is a mystery. That comes up a lot. Comes up a lot. Chris, one of the most promising debuts ever recorded and wow, they lived up to it. Tam, excellent debut album, still packing venues out all these years later. Johnny, more hooks than my tackle box. Whoa, Johnny. <laughs> I like that, that's good. <laughs> Alex, strong challenger to be captain of the Britpop B team. Now I want to do this. I want to know oh, who your A and B team of the are. B team. Someone, that's someone responded to, to Alex and basically said, nah, Cast would be the captain of the B squad. So that's, I, I can't, we'll do it later. We'll do an activity around that. Aisha, they are going for gold. At Britpop, love going to Shid Semba. David, great, amazing, and should have been as big as Oasis and Blur. There's that again. Ugh. Michael, comforting. Nick, the seven members they shared must be kicking themselves every time they hear going for gold. Oh, what's Pop and roll, roll star, top loading, top loader without sitars. What did that mean? I didn't get that. Top loader without sitars is top loader. Steve, true kings to the because throne. Because I said on the thing, it's like top loader with sitars. So he said it's like top loader without. So he's taking the make it. But that's just top loader. I know it's. Steve, true kings to the throne, and Matthew, do you like Shed Seven? Legendary chat up line from his mate. Do you think it would work? Just going up to a random girl alone. Hey, like Shed Seven? Um, no. What would you have said if you if that had some okay. guy? You, you like Shed 7 You would have stopped like, that yeah, part will buy me a pint We'll talk about it <laughs> <laughs> So it would have worked There you go Well we'll have a chat at least um, <laughs> Before we go on I needed uh, Something I forgot to talk about At the beginning Go on Do you remember when We were going through Supergrass And I said to you That Cheapskate Sounded like Duran Duran Yeah someone responded to you So and that, So At Chess Chesh at underscore chesh underscore he put is there a hint of save a prayer in the intro to cheapskate or have we all lost the plot no you've not because I'm telling you that's Duran Duran I don't know if it's that track because save a prayer for me now okay but I'm telling you right now this guy he's closest (laughs) he's closest chesh is closest I'm telling you though did you listen to it again no I've got to get to the bottom of it the beginning of cheapskate is Duran Duran okay I've got too much homework. I tell you, I've got to move on. Did you listen to Marabou State? Uh, yes. And? It was okay. You're okay. No, no, it's, it's good. I think, did you say it was like 07? Did, is that what you said? Yeah. You've got to listen to their album too, Portraits, and all their remixes. It's quite slow. Like, I was expecting it to be a little bit, little bit more dancey. Uh, I don't Some know why. Some of the other tracks are. But yeah, it was quite slow, and I was at the time I was needing something productive, and it, it didn't hit the mark. Uh, I listened to Tricky Maxim Quay. Oh. 
Um, that didn't make me so productive either. But it, I can see why you like it. And it's not a work. It's not for work. But it's not. For, no, absolutely no. It's for the not. end of the night lying on your sofa. It made me like look off into the distance 100%. and start pondering. Yes. Um, the song he does covering the Portis head. Oh, how good is that? Oh, brilliant. Um, I've been listening to the new Anjuna Beats album. That's been all oh, brilliant, and it's been bah, 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 getting through emails. Anyway, right. Uh, anything else you want to talk about before we get into this week's album? Anything else? I feel like I've got everything off my chest. No, I'm fine, thank you. <laughs> so, number 22, Maximum High by Shed7. The album cover is the band playing 10-pin bowling. The album title comes from the lyrics in the song, Parallel Lines. Yeah. Which is a fan... Fantastic hurrah of a song. Released on the 1st of April 1996, it's the second album after Change Giver in 1994, which went to number 16. Let It Ride came after this album in 1998, went to number 9. The label was Polydor and it was recorded in Rack Studios in London. The producer was Chris Sheldon. He's done heaps. He's done heaps. Foo Fighters, Feed Earth Therapy, Idlewild and the amazing television album How to Make Friends and Influence People. I wish you could see the face that Leslie's given me. Tracks, uh, 12, 50 minutes long. Went to number eight. How long was it in the charts? 37 weeks. I was going to say that. What? 37 weeks. It was in my head. Really? I swear, I don't know. I was waiting for you to ask. Oh, I didn't ask. The one time I didn't ask, you apparently knew the answer. Are you ready for albums? Yes. At least you're doing it properly now. Oh, stop. I've been doing it for a couple of weeks. You won't let it go. Number 10. Uh... Ocean Drive by the Lighthouse Family. <laughs> it's, it's in here. <laughs> so number six, no joke. So number ten, said and done by Boys On. Oh no. What's your thoughts on Boys On? I hate Boys On. Absolutely detest them. Never liked them, hated them, overplayed. Everyone like loved them. Every single girl I knew, they were garbage. But I'm that... really passionately like, cannot stand. Some boy bands, I go, that was a catch of the wee number, wasn't it? <laughs> Don't mind a little bit of Backstreet Boys every now and then. A little bit of NSYNC. Take that. Boys own. Rubbish. Absolute rubbish. Wow. Is that because you were in the Take That camp and there was some sort of rivalry no, between? No, it's just because Boys own are rubbish. Have okay. you listened to Boys own? Uh No. Why would I? No. That's my point. Oh, okay. Hideous. Number nine. Simply Red with Life. (laughs) (laughs) Number eight, Different Class by Pulp. Great. Number seven, Stanley Road by Paul Weller. (laughs) You just have to mention Paul Weller to you and you get all emotional. Yeah, I know. Uh, Number six, Ocean Drive, Lighthouse Family. Number (laughs) five, Bizarre Fruit by M People. What's your thoughts on M People? Remember way back, wasn't our first episodes that we found out they won a Mercury Prize award? That's just ridiculous. I'm not a fan of people. She's got a cracking voice. She does, great voice. But that's it. Okay. Number four, Mercury Falling by Sting. Number three, Hits, Mike and the Mechanics. Everyone's mum had that. 100%. Number two, Jagged Little Pill, Alanis Morissette. (laughs) Swearing. Number one, What's the Story by Oasis. Woohoo! It made you happy, didn't it? Yes, it did. Uh... Oh, funny when into the singles number ten going out by Supergrass, which you said you didn't like. Yeah, I don't. I'll listen to it again. Number nine, I want to be a hippie by Technohead. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be a hippie and I want to get stoned on my rum. I wanna. 
<laughs> I had that on single. Why? Just because it was fun. I don't know. Just because it was... Can you imagine? Actually, thinking back, can you imagine what my mum would have thought hearing that? If your mum would have heard that, you... She clearly didn't hear it because you would have been, been in so been much grand. trouble. <laughs> oh, man. No way. Number eight. Uh, Gat Decor with Passion. Oh, yeah. You'd know that if you heard it. Really? Yeah, dancey track. Yeah, you'd know it. Number seven. These Days by Bon Jovi. These days, the stars ain't out of reach. You just hold on to your hat for a guilty pleasure. I've, I've dodged Bon Jovi so far. Mm. It's it's you. <laughs> <laughs> number six. Return of the Mac. <laughs> Return of the Mac. To jail. <laughs> number five. Coming home now by Boyzone. Oh, I don't even know that song. Horrible. Number four. Real Love by the Beatles. I remember. Do you know? I remember that because I remember the video for it. It was kind of in black and white. Really? Yeah, yeah. Because. This would be at the time when I was really getting into the Beatles because of Oasis, etc. Okay. And there was loads of debate about the fact that, obviously, John Lennon was dead mm. and they'd split up, but they had kind of obviously put this track together. That mm-hmm. made it, and I I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know if they should have done that. Mm. Let it lie. Let it go. Mm-hmm. Don't bring out a song. This was from this is from all the BBC recordings and stuff yeah. like that, right? Yeah, just, okay. Just don't do it. They did the same thing with Michael Jackson. You don't do that either. I know. They, like a year after he died, they brought yeah. out stuff, and then they found out that it might have been someone else singing it, and not Jackson at all. Brilliant. I mean, what was that? Do your due diligence, seriously. Number three, "Don't Look Back in Anger" by Oasis. Shall we just quickly touch on your thoughts on that song? Um, love it. <laughs> What do you mean? Yes, it's overplayed, I understand that. Okay. But it's a, it's an absolute anthem. Okay. And when it first came out, I, I couldn't get enough of it. Okay. Number two, Children by Robert Miles. Oh, do, 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 do. He's dead. Yeah. That was, that's surprising. Mm. Number one, How Deep Is Your Love by Take That. Again, not even their own song. That's oh. my head then. Yeah. You just, you just, you're not happy about that, are you? We've finished the charts and just, you just look miserable. Shall we get into Shed 7 then? Yeah, we can. Because <laughs> that'll cheer me up. <laughs> so said Shed 7 were formed in 1990 in York. They are Rick Witter, singer Tom Gladwin, Alan Leach and Joe Johnson. Uh, so he was later replaced by Paul Banks in 93. They all kind of know each other through a couple of bands called Enam and Broccoli Haven. Entered a couple of variety, uh, a couple of talent competitions, but she didn't win. However, they started to get attention for their live reviews. However, apparently it was the wrong attention, and they got banned for a number of York venues oh for citing violence. How? How can you be violent at a Shed Seven gig? Yeah, the hmm. same way as a Kyle Faulkner. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so instead of they, they basically skipped York because they were banned from everywhere and went to London for gifting festivals still unsigned they received a lot of attention from Radio 1 Steve Lamack who seems to pick them uh, they were voted third best live act at London's Inner City Festival the first time a top three won it oh top three was unsigned they then went to Manchester's In The City Festival and were awarded third place in the band's unsigned contest so third place twice they also got live reviews from Enemy and Melody Maker getting some more traction. Apparently they had quite a few offers on the table but signed with Polydor, who are massive, yeah, for a six-album deal. 
That's huge. That is huge. I know. Um, this is what Paul said. So we've had craft for signing to Polydor when everyone else does the same, but on fake indies like High Rise or whatever. We chose to put Polydor on the middle of our records, like The Who and The Jam, two of the best British bands ever. That's what we aspire to, not to some crap indie credibility. Oofed. Yeah, he said that in 94. Their joint headline spots and supports with Elastica, Compulsion, Inspiral Carpets, and Suede. Oofed. <laughs> they also had a small beef with Oasis, who were on the same bill in France. Shed 7 were receiving comparisons. Some said that the upcoming album would be as good as definitely maybe. I mean, that's nonsense, but we'll keep Melody Maker in 1994 said this. Changegiver is already receiving innumerable comparisons with Oasis's definitely maybe, with the band being tagged rather patronisingly as some sort of Oasis junior. The comparisons have done little to stop what is fast becoming a feud between the bands, culminating in Noel Gallagher's recent boast in Melody Maker that, if we're the Beatles... Where are the Rolling Stones? Not F and Shed 7. <laughs> Do you know where they got their name from? Tell me. No, I don't. So, I was doing a wee bit of research and I found this interesting article. 50 stories behind band names you probably don't know. And then oh, okay, so cool. Shed 7 was one. Okay, cool. So, Shed 7 got their name from this. Rick Witter's awesome Yorkie crew took their name from a railway shed. Okay. Of course they did. They were on their way back to York and as their train pulled into the station they noticed a small outhouse in the sidings with Shed 7, dobbed on it, and that's where it was born. Oh! So, what I thought I would do, there were 50 bands, I'm not going to talk about them. 50? Yeah. But I picked some um, bands that we love to where their names came from. Okay, go, go, go. Orbital. Ooh! Ooh! So, it might sound space age, but the Hartnell brothers actually named their outfit after the M25, which they and countless other 90s, 80s, 90s ravers would circle looking for an illegal party. Oh! That's quite cool. Controversially, well, not controversially, Orbital are my favourite dance act ever. When you think about me and my. Yeah, they are. They are. They're not mine. Oh, no. So, um. Who is yours? Oh. Chems, Prodigy, Leftfield. I mean, there's some great bands. It'd have to be either The Prodigy, mm-hmm. potentially Faithless. Oh, Faithless. I watched... Um, so I'm at the gym and I'm, I'm trying to lose my winter weight and I'm doing running. Well, and if you're doing that, you're not going to get very far. <laughs> so- I wish people could see what he was doing. <laughs> So I'm on the treadmill and I found out that I can put my phone up and it will stay. So I've been watching like um, live sets to keep me running. I watched the Prodigy's World on Fire um, live show. And it's a great, it's a fantastic show. But it was just so sad to watch Keith again. Like, so it's, it's just, just you're, I'm, I'm amazed at just how fantastic, I mean, they are an amazing live act in, in Keith and Maxim. And then you're just, you're just like, He's just not around anymore. No. It's really sad. Anyway, keep going. Okay, so Coldplay. Not that they weren't your favourites, but I thought this was interesting. Okay. Um, it could have been worse. They could have been called Starfish. That would probably <laughs> be more apt. <laughs> if I'm honest. Yeah. Biscuit, yeah. Uh, 100%. Okay. And Starfish. Yeah, I know what Starfish means. Yeah, it's... Well, obviously, it's something that lives under the ocean. God, yeah. <laughs> 
Um, however, when their friends band Coldplay decided they no longer wanted their name, Chris Martin and Cole leapt on it, as you would. So they the stole first, it from the, another band? Yep. Yeah, the first Coldplay took their title from an anthology of children's poems called Child Reflections, colon, Coldplay. Oh, okay. All right. Cole didn't know that. Thank you. Um, Queens of the Stone Age, because I played them the other day. You did? So, rock should be heavy enough for the boys and sweet enough for the girls. That way everyone's happy and it's more of a party. That's Josh Holm being inclusive as you'd expect him to be. It's a bit patronising. I don't know if it... <laughs> and help, helpfully explaining why he didn't go with the flip side. Kings would be too macho. Okay. Heavy okay. enough for the boys, sweet enough for the girls. Do you know how irritated I was when I read it? Oh, I can, I'm getting a feeling for it. Okay. Does that, do you not think that's annoying? It is a bit patronising. It's hugely patronising, okay. so that's why I just wanted to raise it. Okay. And then a Scottish band, Simple Minds. Don't you forget about me. Okay. All that reminds me of is Milk. Do you remember the Milk Advert? Milk Advert. Okay, yeah. Milk, the original soft drink. Still going to be one of the best slogans ever. <laughs> and just somebody sculling a glass of milk with a big milk moustache with that playing in the background. Oh. But that's got to be one of the best advertising campaigns of all time. No. Was it? No. The Milk one with Accrington Stanley. Accrington Stanley. Who were they? Who were they? Exactly. <laughs> That's the best milk advert. That was milk, right? That was milk. I don't know if it was. It? Was it milk? Anyway, carry on. Anyway, simple minds. So simple-minded, he can't drive his module. He bites on the neon and sleeps in the capsule. That's from David Bowie's The Gene Genie, and that was enough to give Glasgow simple mind. Oh, okay. Keep so, going. Give me another couple. Okay, I like couple. this. I don't really know if I have all of them. Um, Bastille Yes So Billowy haired Bastille singer Dan Smith's birthday Is the 14th of July That's Bastille Day Ah And we don't really need to Carry on with this one That's fine It was milk It was milk It was milk Atkinson Stanley I tell you what If you like that I can carry them on For the Another couple of weeks I was just being nice No I'll do it Right okay cool It's better than your Rolling Stones thing So (laughs) Um, Which which seems to be going on Forever really I should have rethought this Well Maybe I'll do. Maybe I'll bulk them up next week, and we'll go through this a little bit quicker. All right, should we talk about their first album, mm. Change Giver, nineteen ninety four, went to number sixteen. You didn't like this album too much, Les. No. Three out of ten. Yeah. Why? I just didn't. I don't really enjoy it. Okay. So uh, debut sing- the debut single off it was Mark Dash Casino Girl was released on the seventh of March ninety four. It didn't make the top forty. It was only with Dolphin that they got into the top forty at number twenty eight. Dolphin's an excellent song. No, that is. That's a really, really good song. Um, I remember, and that's the Aerosmith thing, I remember hearing Dolphin for the live, mm-hmm. and that I went, I need to know more about this band, and that's how I got into Shed 7. Um, Dolphin was also their first appearance on Top of the Pops. Speakeasy came after, going at number 24. Overall, it did really well, though. It made it into the top 50 albums of the year for Enemy, Melody Maker, and Select. Okay. So it had a gap between September 94 and April 96 and we got a maximum high. So it got five UK top 40 entries in 96. Shed 7 had more hit singles than any other act that year. Oh, wow. I know, it's pretty incredible when you think about it. It really is. Yeah. Uh, So 98, we got Let It Ride. Les, it got to number nine. Do you remember what you gave for this? No. You still weren't great on it. You gave it a five, I gave it a seven. Getting better. You are? It's getting better all the time. That was amazing. I didn't even mean that. 
Uh, had She Left Me on Friday and Chasing Rainbows on it. It's a pretty good album. Chasing Rainbows is great. Yeah. I don't like She, she Left Me on Friday. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Don't like it? No. Okay. Um, okay, this is where Polydor dropped them due to poor sales. Um, and instead, for their next album, they pushed out a best of against that the band didn't want anything to do with this, right? Enemy at the time on the Let It Ride album said, Shed 7 are the most fiendishly clever Blur parody ever. Do you get that? They're not a Blur parody. I hate this. Do you know, we'll get probably more into it. It really annoys me why everybody always has to compare. They're not like Oasis. No, they're not at all. They're not like, they're hardly a parody of Blur. No. So it's like, can you just not judge them on their own right? Mm -hmm. I get it was the time when the whole Britpop thing and they Mm -hmm. would have been... Like, I don't know... If I was to think of who they're most like, I don't think they sound like an Oasis. They sound more... If I really had to do that, for me they're more of a... Blue Tones, Ocean Colour Scene, that type of band. Yeah, I'd agree with that. They're an Oasis and Blur. Totally. And Blur, no, I don't get that at all. Yep. Okay, so Enemy and the rest of the, the review said Wombling somewhere between the Rolling Stones and the Stone Roses Oof. You get the sneaky feeling that the band members themselves Are still more entertaining than the music they make But face up to it kiddos Any group who can sell 250,000 copies of a maximum high Whilst retaining all the credibility and sophistication of a millet's cagoule Must have something going for them <laughs> <laughs> A millet's cagoule, I, I used to have to wear that to school Do you Oh really? And I brought it when I came travelling, you laughed at me, Mackinac. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have much, I was backpacking. Mackinac. Where's your jacket Liz? Hold on. <laughs> Mackinac. And the funniest thing was you could never get it back in there, could no. you? It was wrapped so tightly you could never get the Mac back in the sack. Oh millet's cagoule. Alright, so they re- made my day. So they released going for gold and they said the Greatest Hits wasn't our idea. We felt it was a few years too early, but agreed to do it on the understanding that we'd release two new singles from the album. Disco Down, which I have had, had in my head this whole week. Oh, really? Oh, my God. It's just been stuck. Every morning I've heard it. Um, Disco Down did really well, and we were all prepared to follow it up with high hopes. The video script was approved, and it was ready to go to radio when some higher authority decided it would be better to re-release Going For Gold instead. We put our foot down and said, no way, we're not going to rip off our fans with old material. In fact, most people at the label thought it was an awful idea. It was at this time that Banks decided to leave. He said this, I spent about two weeks and I wrote a song called Disco Down that was just complete to a formula. Right, that'll do. There's your single. And the record company creamed themselves when they heard it. It was like, I can't do this anymore. I was writing it and I could see the video and I could see the front cover of the single and it was just a complete formula. There was no soul in it. He's also, the last straw was the greatest hits album. I can honestly say that I sold myself short for the last six months. I thought it was better to just stop it and move on. What's your thoughts about bands that push out greatest hits pretty early? Stupid. It just, it it feels like it's sort of the the end of the career, right? Whenever you see the greatest hits come out. Yeah. And I think when you see it in the middle, you sort of go, that's a bit. Cooler Shakers was shocking because it was too <laughs> But it was too. It was a blank CD. You got chipped. <laughs> Track listing. You'd be happy. <laughs> no, can't this see is, anything. This is the best Cooler Shaker I've sounded. Blank page of A4. <laughs> <laughs> 
But I think, look, it's to be honest, I had it on the in the car yesterday, and it's a it's a great greatest hits. I mean, it's just good. But do you think we'll get this now because we're more down the streaming path? So greatest hits sold albums, right? Because let's be fair, if you had your twelve pounds to spend on an album, and you like Shed Seven, you're probably going to buy the greatest hits. You're not going to buy. You're probably going to go, oh, that covers it all, with one transaction. I'll mm. buy one album. I kind of like Shed 7. Yeah. Don't know if I want to buy three albums, yeah. so I'll buy their greatest hits. Mm. And it's sold records. That's the only reason record companies pump them out. Because they usually do it at Christmas. Christmas. Right, so it's all a big strategy. Whereas now, if you were to release the greatest hits on Spotify, is their point. No because point. all you can do, Playlist. you can pick your greatest Yeah, exactly. Or Spotify do This Is Black. Yeah, This Is Shed 7. So, will that... I wonder, now moving forward, will Greatest Hits still be a thing? Probably not. I think I think you're on the money. Oh, you're so smart, Liz. Uh, we've got 2001, new album, Truth Be Told. This is when they were dropped by Polydor. Um, Let It Ride didn't do well. This was on Artful Records and Paul Banks had left. The guy who replaced him in 93, Joe Johnson, came back. Mixed reviews, 5 out of 10, 6 out of 10s across across the media. Did you ever listen to this? No. It's okay, there's some decent songs, Thinking Again, Feathers to the Wind, all good songs. But it just seems to be missing that feel of, of Shed 7. And I think a big piece of that is the brass that is so preeminent on this album is just gone. Yeah. Um, and it just adds so much. So the band were unhappy with the lack of support from the label and frustrated by delayed releases. Artful decided to change the band's Step Inside Your Love single release from a two-CD chart-eligible format to a non-eligible four-track EP, ending their chances of a 15th consecutive chart hit. That and the fact that they didn't get any airtime on Radio 1 due to the change in labels caused them to quit Artful in 2002. They moved to Taste Media in 2003 and released Why Can't I Be You?, which got to number 23. Mm-hmm. However, Taste wouldn't release an album until another big hit was recognised. The band fought this and the fifth album, which was never actually got released, and they split from Taste. So it all went a bit, the last couple of years, it all went a bit, bit pear-shaped, to be honest. Instead, they went on a massive farewell tour, which Taste did eventually get on a live CD. Um, songs from Taste went on a live CD from Where Have You Been Tonight, the live album. And the fifth album, One Hand Clapping, did eventually come out 2005 but only 1000 copies of it so it all just sort of went a bit yeah a bit yeah. quiet at the end um i'm about to go into break up what happened after have you got anything else on themselves yeah go on then. so i don't know if you saw this but they had a bit of a stoosh with the uh, harry styles no, I did not. What the heck are they doing fighting so with Harry Styles? I'll post it because it's a visual thing so anyone can and, and see what people think. Okay. So, Britpop favourite Shed 7 have accused Harry Styles of copying the artwork cover from one of their classic hits. Oh. Rick Witter claims that the cover um, to the One Direction Star album, debut album, sorry, bears an uncanny resemblance to the front of their 1994 single Ocean Pie. Oh. When I first saw it, says Rick, I genuinely thought, are you ripping us off? It's very close to the mark, he told the Mirror. It's a nice compliment. They really do say imitation is the biggest form of flattery. I saw him on Graham Norton trying to be all indie. Good luck to the lad. (laughs) Um, They said they're not going to get lawyers and things involved. So 
Well, I'll find both covers uh-huh. and we can... Uh, Do they look similar when you've looked at them? Or you can see it. Okay. I don't know if it's... You don't think Harry went, oh, I like that cover, I'm going to nick uh, it. Maybe, but the fact they're not going to get Laura's... There's a resemblance. I don't know if it's a direct rip, but... Okay. I'll put them up and you have a look. Sure. One Direction. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know too much about them, to be honest. I mean, that's... A good epitomises thing. everything that's wrong with the music industry. One Direction. I've got to be honest. Why? Talk to, can you? I don't. I'm not, I wasn't there for One Direction. No one there was I. I was only here. Yeah. But they, they reached here. I wasn't in the UK for them. Oh, okay. They're only they're not that old. No. Um, but they're everywhere. Okay. But they're they're just all. It's just I can't stand that sound of music. Okay. And I just don't. I just wish it didn't exist. You know. That's harsh. Like, okay, all right, okay, cool. Not them, the music and that type of okay farce. Yep. Okay, go. What else you got? So, I have a couple of things. So a couple of really. So they they get interviewed a lot, and they're actually really cool in interviews. Yeah, they are. Seven. So they I are. found this really cool one. So it was on the Belfast Times. No. Yeah. Ah, there we go. So they asked them. So one question. So who is your music idol, and have you ever met them? Oh, so I don't really have idols as such. Um, and this is Rick, but I grew up listening to the Smith, Smiths, the Rolling Stones, and the Kinks. But I haven't met any one of those bands yet. None of those have surprised me. Those three bands. No. Um, now, do you want to hear their Britpop one-liner? Ah. Oh. Can your music be described in one word? Okay. Indie popalicious. Indie popalicious. I like that. I like that. That's I like good. That a lot. Yeah, I like that. Um, and then, can your music be described in five words? <sighs> Go on. Music that should be heard. Oh. Okay. All right. Um, other questions. So, ah, what song? It's as if we wrote this interview. <laughs> what song is your biggest guilty pleasure? No way. Guilty. Pleasures. So good. Um, he says, like, I'm not cool enough to have a guilty pleasure song. If I like something, I'll happily listen to it, regardless of whether or not it should be my dirty little secret. Oh. Oh, dear. Okay. Who would you love to perform a duet with, living or dead? Elvis. I think a lot of people would be going to Elvis. Yep. Yeah. If you had to listen to one song on repeat for 24 hours, what would it be? I think any song would potentially tip you over the edge if you had to listen to it 24-7. Yeah. But I guess something a bit more chilled out, like Shine On You Crazy Diamond by Pink Floyd, may make it a bit more bearable. Okay, cool. All right. Um, So after they broke up, Rick Witter formed Rick Witter and the Dukes in 2005 and released an album called Year of the Rat in 2007. Did you listen to this? No. Did you know about it? No. Okay. Neither did I. Um, it is on Spotify, so if you want to go and have a listen, um, do that. It's really heavy. It's, it's, well, it's a lot heavier than what we expect um, Rick Witter or Shed 7 to sound like. And the first couple of tracks threw me because they're quite rocky. And then once you get past track one or two, you actually start to get a feel for the Shed 7 vibe. Um, and it's actually pretty good, actually, once you get past the first couple of tracks. So I, my recommendation, if, you, if you're into Shed 7, go and listen to this, this album. Alan Reach went into teaching drums and co-founded his own company called Speed Quizzing. 
Tim Gladwin went into a band called The Clients. There's not much on those guys. Paul Banks was in The Rising, Albion and The Yards for a short time. He's also done filmmaking, done music videos for Faithless, that we talked to earlier. Richard Ashcroft and The Script. Oofed. I know. Joe Johnson, teaching also in a band called The Black Spurs. Um, Fraser Smith, producer and songwriter. He worked with Ian Brown, Hayley Richardson and The Yards. So in 2007, they reformed for a Greatest Hits tour, which was massive. I mean, that's that's one thing about Shed 7. They have such a loyal following that whenever they do a tour, it's it gets mass it sells out yeah. all over the UK. I'd go. I'd go. Shed Shed Simber as well. They've got this like thing around it. I know. Oh, uh, so both Joe Johnson and Paul Banks played together for the first time because they sort of swapped in and swapped out. Um, Fraser opted out of the tours though. Basically a couple of years worth of tours, including a 15-year maximum high tour in 2011. How good would that be? Oh, tremendous. But nothing for ages. And then we got instant pleasures in 2017. What's that face for? You liked this album because of... uh, There's one song which you don't like. What's it go like again? Victoria, Victoria. But I did like it. Look, I you give a 7 out of 10. I did, that's what I mean. I give a 9 out of 10. <laughs> I think this is about the time that I probably say you were right. Oh! <laughs> oh pause. Just to tell everybody, just take a second. How good does that feel? I told you. So I, I still think this is great. I'd probably have it at an 8 out of 10. Also my boy Kyle. He'd, he'd lose a point. So just one point? Just the one point. He'd be sitting at an eight Can as I well. ask you again at the very end of this... Um... Exercise? Yeah. About my nines? Well, this would take... Oh, can we do that? Can we do that? Please, can we do that? Oh. So at the end... Right. What we'll do is we'll do an episode at the end and basically we'll go through all those albums again. Yeah. And I'll be like that. Right, Kev, so bang. <laughs> what do you reckon? Yeah, bang. What do you reckon? Bang. But that would only take me to three nine out of the tens. Which I think it was Paul Draper, Embrace, and something else. Do you think they'd still stand up? I reckon they would stand up. Okay. Maybe Paul Draper. I think I was severely biased <laughs> on him. He's <laughs> got a new album coming out, which I'm really excited about as well. Right, so Instant pre- uh, Pleasures, 9 out of 10 from Sound Lab. Okay, so I've put this in to sort of. They are going to have the regret as well, Sound Lab. <laughs> Instant Pleasures is quite strong, showing a band greatly able to craft above average songs with no weak inclusions here. A real contender for one of their top albums and should attract quite a few, quite a few new fans to their existing base. Look, I, I do really like this album. Moving on. <laughs> Uh, so they were. the band was asked Shed 7 was one of the leading bands of the Britpop era Did you feel comfortable being part of that crowd? Here we go It was all a bit weird to be honest There was a lot of favouritism I don't think we were one of the leading lights of that era We were always looked upon as a band who were crashing in on the party To be honest with you, certainly press wise back in the day If Britpop was ever written about in a cool celebratory way It was always Pulp Blur and Oasis and if it was written in a more derogatory way, it was us. I've never really bothered me, as as far as I'm concerned, we are British and we play an element of pop music. So in that respect, yes, we are Britpop, but that's as far as it goes. Hooray! Hooray! A band that says it's Britpop. So I've got a quote about that too here. Go on then. So um, it was a question from, it was an article that I read, um, which was interesting. <laughs> 
<laughs> well covered. Um, smooth, really smooth. smooth. No, sorry. It was a interview with a guy by the name of Mark Butler. It was really interesting. Okay. And he, because obviously they get that Britpop question. Yeah. So Britpop was obviously an extraordinary time for British rock music, and you were at the epicenter of that. How would you sum up your experience throughout that era? Mm-hmm. And this was Rick We were young kids and we rode with the punches I'm sure a lot of bands felt the same It's funny but everything got so big That it was normal to see bands on the news at 10 If they weren't, I actually felt wrong We formed in 1998 And half the reason was that, that the Stone Roses had died off mm-hmm. And it had all gone a bit boring We wanted to bring back and bring back guitar indie again And we didn't realise that a band called Cast in Liverpool Among countless others Were thinking exactly the same thing (laughs) Everyone had the same idea It was quite interesting when it started to kick off There was an ultra celebrity feel about everything And I'm not sure why It was a strange old time Okay Again, quite positive Yeah, I think so I I actually think What I love about that is They've embraced the era Yes They've explained why And I like that So The reason was the Stone Roses had died off and it had all gone a bit boring. Is that saying that Stone Roses kind of helped kick off Britpop? Oh, reach into that one. I can see. Do you think? Did the Stone Roses kick off Britpop? I I don't see any mention of the Drowners by Sweden. (laughs) I don't see any mention of Pop Scene by Blur, but, you know, I could be wrong. Any chance. (laughs) Any you. Hashtag chance Yeah, hashtag conviction. (laughs) But, no, but I think what I like about that is they're not... um, they're not denying it. No, they're, they're not. not. Well, we were cooler than Britpop and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're no. just basically saying... And I think that's, that's why they're still just... popular today, oh, because they've stayed to the roots, so they've held the fans from that era, and they're just, they're just a great band. Yeah, I agree. All right. Can I just carry on, thanks? So this article as well, so a couple of other questions that Rick got asked. Go. And, our, so, and it was about Maximum High, so I thought that was quite apt. Yes. So when a Maximum High hit the top ten... Back in 96, can you remember what you were doing and how you marked the occasion? Oh. We were probably just really busy. My dad used to say you need to stop and smell the roses. It didn't really sink in at the time. We were either all over the world or in a studio writing new stuff. It's a bit of a shame, but it just left us to crack on. It was actually when we reformed in 2007, when we really wanted to play live, it all went crazy and we had to upsize the venues. Then it hit me. It was at that point... Rather than back in the 90s I realised that what we did Actually did mean something to people Oh, nice is that? That is really nice um, But I think probably that's probably true When you're caught up in the bubble of it yeah. You're just like, oh my god I've got to create the next song Or you're just constantly working And you just never get to relax and, and rest and enjoy you, it Yeah, and when you're younger Do you really take stock of things? It's probably not till you get a bit older So it, you're abs- just kind of like riding that crest of a wave Spot on So you got asked about the music industry now I okay. always find this interesting Yeah yeah So it said You were quoted last year So this article's two years old So it's about two or three years ago Yeah. You were quoted last year As saying the love of albums Is a fast fading thing Which we've touched upon In this podcast Correct Has revisiting your own work Reinforced that view? Oh um, Yeah I definitely think that I've got children Who are old enough To buy music now That's scary isn't it? That's That is scary age. Yeah okay Shed sevens Children out Virgin <laughs> buying <laughs> Hopefully not One Direction but um, And I don't want to be a grumpy old man Because I'm still hipping down with it But I love the way I used to save up my money To buy records with money I earned And head to the shops to pick out a record It made music all the more special It's so That's true That's so true And we've spoken about this 
this. It's because it was tangible and you had to save for it. And it was a prized thing. Oh, I've got enough money now to go and get the new Black album. Yep. The new whatever album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now it's just Spotify. Yeah, that is true. I'm part of a family plan, so it doesn't matter. I, was I don't think, even pay for that. No, I was thinking about that last night. Not last night, like this week. And I'm so happy to grow up when I grow up. Like, I think every generation says that, or back in my day. And yeah. You get that all the time. And when, when you're younger, you, you go, yeah, whatever. But now I'm like, I am I count myself really lucky I grew up in, in the 90s and, and the music that was around and, and just, another one, just not having mobile phones. Like, and that's that's the other oh, thing, right? Could you imagine if they had Facebook when we were young? Oh, God. I'd have been grounded forever. Oh, but another <laughs> thing is just watching gigs, right? So that's another one, right? I'm watching The Prodigy and... There's no phones. Well, there are, but not the way there are now. Like, you saw at the Streets gig, everyone, including me and you, we both had our phones up, right? But back then, back, you know, when Shed 7 were playing, it was just, you just don't take your eyes off the, the stage. You've got nothing, you know what I mean? And you don't watch it. You're not going to take your Kodak wind-up camera to the gig, sticking out, bulging out your you pocket, might. are you? Would you? I, no, no. Um, he carries on and he goes, look, these days you push a button and for 79p you get a song. A lot of bands don't write albums anymore. And to be honest, I've noticed that. So when we've been going to look at the homework mm. and I've we've been reading like articles about up and coming new bands and, mm-hmm. and I've looked, it's a lot of EPs. Yeah, correct. Correct. And, and I don't know if that's the reason. But they write a bunch of songs and they put them on iTunes. It used to be a flow of music, like I've always said. Mm-hmm. But there's no sort of love for it anymore. So Carrying on with that, it said, is the music industry becoming oversaturated because of how easy it is to get your music out there? Rick says, well, perhaps, but I'm quite an indie fan. I'm one of these ridiculous people that like bands that nobody's heard of. I'm getting a lot better for that now because I'm appreciating music for what it is. Okay. When I was at school, I loved the Smiths and there were perhaps another six people in the whole school. Everyone else thought that we were weirdos for liking the Smiths. I got off on that. I was indie. Um, Nowadays, there are a lot of bands who I don't think get the credit they deserve, but at the same time are very indie. That's how it should be. It depends what you want. Um, And he touches, this is quite interesting, so there are a lot of really good new Australian psychedelic bands coming through. And we should probably dig into these if you you know them. Bands like King King Gizzard. King Gizzard and Lizard Wizard. I can't see them being number one in the British charts, but I don't think they want to be. Have you? Let's pause. Do you know who he's talking about? No. Oh! They... I'm going to give this a little listen. It uh, won't work. You won't like it. Oh, good. Oh no, no, no. You you'll like bits of it. It's very like he's nailed it. They're they're psychedelic. They pump out an album once every three to six months. They just bang, bang, bang. Pump them out. Pump them out. Pump them out. And they do long songs. Like they'll just. It's basically. I think what they do is they just get in the studio. Jam, that sounds good. Okay, let's run with it. Record done, and just fly through songs. Yeah, right. But they are mental. Aid posted. Um, a video of them in our Twitter feed of, of him at one of their gigs and it was mental. Just, yeah, you need, you need to listen to King Gizzard. Um, and then he goes, uh, to an extent, Catfish and the Bottle Men, mm-hmm. who our homework is, mm-hmm. they're a solid, good guitar band. They've recently had a number one album, but they're good pop songs. There's a lot of good stuff out there. There is. You just got to sift through more to find it. True, okay. So that was Rick. Lovely. I thought that was really interesting. Uh, just on Rick, what a great lead singer. Cap- yes. So captivating Like just Has the whole package Of a lead singer Great hair As well oh, Great hair I don't know if I've ever Given that much thought But I'll have a look now <sighs> Great hair Right shall we Get into the singles and vids So not The videos have all been removed From YouTube Yes Polydor Have took them all away That's 
immature. It is. So they're all live. All the the album, the, all the songs are on their own live performances, which is which is good. But I'll quickly go through the songs. They release "Where Have You Been Tonight" on the thirteenth of May, nineteen ninety six. It got to number twenty three. Getting better uh, went to number fourteen on the twenty seventh of January, nineteen ninety six. Going for Gold, number 8, on the 23rd of March 1996. Bully Boy, number 22, on the 18th of May 1996. And On Standby got to number 12 in August of 96. I'm surprised Bully Boy is a single. Nah. Would you see that? No. Nah. Okay. Well, we're going to get into the tracks. Good, good. Shall we get into the tracks? Woohoo! Um, Getting Better is the first track off this album Does it get any better than Getting Better, Leslie? Well, it does But um, (laughs) it's a great song Love it, great start I love that that distorted guitar noise I just love it You know that Oh, yeah, yeah, okay Love it Yeah, you're okay Um, so it's classic Britpop this song it is oh absolutely and this, I feel like it's this album is classic Britpop oh 100% it really is. is but it's for me this track I wrote this down here because in my head yesterday I was like what it's like an announcement we are here if I was to say sum that song up I feel like it's a line of sun here we are this is getting us. better this, this is, is us, us. we're yeah. Shed 7 have a piece of this okay I love it okay um, same as you Great intro Brilliant song I think the, the brass That I talked about the, tr- the, the brass in this album Is fantastic The trumpet's brilliant It's getting better All the time I've got my wings And I can fly I will fly to you You are my one ambition Show me your recognition It's getting better All the time That is we just love it. It's just brilliant We're um, playing it Yeah you are Track two, Magic Streets. Solid track. Solid, yeah, solid yeah, track. Solid, solid. Um, Got a good breakdown. Bit of a come down a after getting better. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but look, solid track. Not my favourite. Um, not a skipper. It's not a skipper. I'll let this play. So it's, the, the lyrics are funny as. We went to the darkest side of town where all the ladies hang around and all the loving can be found in town. We went to the early learning centre with the money that I'd lent you. It's the price of an education. I know, I know. <laughs> That's brilliant. Do they still have those in, back home? Early yeah, learning well, there used to be one in the high street. Yeah. Pound, I used to have this really shop weird, probably now. I used to have this weird recurring dream about the early learning centre. Oh, I can't wait. Go on, please tell me so more. So I used to be walking down Perth High Street and I'd get towards the Early Learning Centre and then somebody would just come out and shoot people. What? And they would be shooting me, but the bullets would go right through me. Like, so I couldn't be shot. Well, I was getting shot, but it made not, no difference. And then there was all these other people around me, but I couldn't be shot. So then I would run, and I ran all the way to Safeway, if you remember where that That's a long so run. a long way, still getting shot at. But then they weren't allowed in Safeway. And I was always safe again. So, Did you talk to your therapist about that? Do you know what they say? Well, if I, got it, I should get a therapist for that, I think. But I don't know what it means. Wow. Bulletproof. Is that what it means? I don't know. If anyone has a psych degree and they listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> Are we playing the song, Leslie? There's always a story. Why do I, I do I don't that? know. There we go. So we're playing it? Yeah. To find the place to 
been tonight. I love this. I love this. Catchy vocals. I like the chorus. I like the verses. I His vocals, I think, is the best in this song. I don't know why. I just really like his voice in this song. Well, I've put one of my favourite Shed 7 songs. The chorus is great. There's something very dark in the lyrics, though. Did you sort of read into that? Yeah. It's not, I, it's not a love song. I'll tell you that. Where have you been tonight? It's probably not a stalker song. With the last cries of life. Yes, you'll soon feel the knife with the last cries of life. Yes, we'll see. See, that's ominous, yeah. isn't it? It's like that. It's a bit like my dream. It's a bit like your dream. Oh. Um, still, I really like the song. Playing it? Nah. Oh, yeah, sorry. Whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. whoa it was an now. accident. That was an accident. Going for gold. Oh, there's not much we can say about the song apart from anthem. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. There's not. I don't even think we need to talk too much around it. This is a absolutely amazing Britpop moment. This song. Oh, see, that's a nice way of putting it. This is a Britpop moment. It's a Britpop moment. It's an anthem. Well, we're playing it. Absolutely are. Carrying on with the belters. Oh, I'm going to get teary. <laughs> so, you know, if I... Oh, you know how I say my top ten this, my top ten that? Yes. I'm going to do them all. This would be, on standby, would be in my top ten Britpop songs of all time. No. This is my favourite Shed 7 song by Our Country Mile. Wow. Absolutely love this song. That, that, the beginning of this track just hits you. Oh, it Would does. Yeah, it does hit you. You are right. Because I need another alibi. I love it. That's I like... could listen to this song okay. on repeat. Okay. I think this is an amazing. Lyrics, vocals, melody. What did you um... think of the lyrics, though? Well, I don't, like... Just at the beginning, would you stay and stand by for another? But I don't know what it means. It's I, I feel it's kind of a lovey song. That's what I thought. I, I do think it is in the wrong place. But it's would you stay on standby because I need another alibi in the wrong place at the wrong time? Could you talk a fine line? I need to know that I'll be fine. I don't. Like, know you just want that person to be there for you. Okay, all right. I think. So this is a skipper. You were saying. If you skip this, I'll walk out. <laughs> so. So run. We're playing on standby. Five songs. What a great start to oh, this album. It's an just start. song after song after song, and you're into Out by My Side. And then you skip it, and then you go to Lies. Look, I wouldn't skip this. I actually, I actually like this. It's quite an unusual song, though. How do you think you'll survive when you will learn? To, when you, when will you learn you're alive? And when the wind blows your mine, I've made your door my shrine. It's about someone that never leaves the house. Um, well, I don't mind this song. I just don't think it's it's as strong as the previous five. And because I'm playing most of the album, I'm not going to play it out nah, on my side. Skip, skip, skip. 
Now, Lies. Love Lies. Great track. Controversially, this is my favourite song on the album. <gasps> it's absolutely gorgeous. It is beautiful. It is everything. The little guitar I don't know riff. If that's controversial. Why did I do a big controversial song? Because because you did that because there's so many other good songs on this album. Yeah, but it's not like it's a bad song. This is a great song. This is my favourite song on this album. It just every time I hear it, I just go ah. Oh, just oh. it's just such. It gives me goosebumps every time I hear it. The build up, the bam, 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 and then the the guitar riff. Rick's vocals, the whole thing is just, you've got me. Oh, look at you all happy. I'm all happy. I Genuinely, that song is brilliant. What do you think? Same. Like, Same? I, like great track. I, it's, it would be one of my top songs in the album. Okay. Not my favourite. Um, but it's a real welcome after track six. Because I feel you've gone one, two, three, four, five are amazing. Mm, and then you're back in again. You are back And then in you're again. back in again for another couple of tracks. So, I know tomorrow won't be the same. I've seen the future and I know who's to blame. Left nothing here for me. I've seen the future, but I can't see you. It's a great song. So good. I'm playing it. Yeah. This day was ours. Controversially. This day was ours. Yep. My second favourite song on this album. What? Really? Mm, Punchy. I love the chorus. The chorus on this is one of my favourite choruses on the song. The way it's... I love it. I didn't see that coming. I didn't... I love it. I listen to this all the time. Good song. Great breakdown. Guitar solo. One minute 40 mark. All solid. Uh, I don't know if I... So I guess I'm... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you are. Didn't do the work on that, so I guess I'll do some editing. Yeah. All right, let's play this day with ours. Lady Man. I love this. <laughs> so, great guitar rift. I just love... Do you know what this sound... I wrote this down... It reminds me of summer and cider. Oh. I don't know why. Well, Can you nice. imagine sat in a beer garden, especially in the UK? Yes. In the UK summer, sat in a beer garden oh, with like a big oak tree and a pint of cider. Can we talk about that for a minute? Because that is probably one of the biggest things I miss about the UK is pubs. Oh, let's, yeah. Like just the, the food, the beers, the, you just said the beer garden, the smell, and, you know, especially those old oaky pubs country pubs like you're driving down and you just stumble across an old I miss that and the fact you can make it a double for 50 pence that's a I mean just yeah they don't do they don't do pubs, pubs over here. they all, do bars here they well. do bars and then they do that other carry on that chicken schnitzel pokey RSL carry on big empty tavern yeah RSLs yeah, yeah. Uh, where were we uh, lady man am I playing this then yeah Falling from the sky. Mm. Oh. I don't like it. I think it's a good song. Um, I think it's a good breakdown at three minutes. Um, I look, 
I still I've put say what you want about Shed 7 they know how to tailor a song they know how to craft a song yeah they do they really do they, they know how to like I think earlier in a one liner someone spoke about the hooks yeah they do every every song there is something in there that they crafted really well um, I'm not going to play it even yeah. though it is a fairly good song we're going into Bully Boy oh, I don't like Bully Boy neither do I yes why would they release that as a single with all of these other songs that is a good point. You have all these other chunk songs to choose from and you, you pick Bully Boy. I, I just, I'm not a massive fan of this. No. Until the very end when there's sort of this little choir or additional vocals that come in at the very end. Do you think it's a choir? I don't know what it is. a little... What, no, no, no. I don't know. There are, there are additional vocals at the end. I'm not... I do... The lyrics are really good. The lyrics are good. There's no point in hiding the hate that you confide in, the pain that you can call your own. There's no point in shying from the fists that are flying. The boy is on his own. I'll fight you to the death. I, I do quite like that. He's getting picked on, stands up, fights. No. I, 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 yeah, I'm same with you. I, the I like... best bullying song is Picking On Me, Skunk and Nancy. Oh, agreed. Anyway, we're skipping that and we're going straight into my final hurrah, number 12, Parallel Lines. What are you shaking your head at? I don't think it's a final majiggy. Final what? Can't say it. Majiggy? Yeah. Uh, slow start. It's a perfect example, right? Slow start and it builds and it builds. It gets louder and then two minutes, bam, it hits you. What don't you... Do you not like this? I don't do. Okay. I just... I just sometimes feel disappointed with the last tracks on these albums. I always wonder why they do it. First top, always the top five tracks, you're just like, oh, so happy and yeah, yeah. There's always a couple of ones in the middle that you're like, hmm. And just, I've oh. realised through this exercise, there are not many albums that get this last track thing right. I... Disagree 100%. Do you? Because I think this is a great example of a last song. I actually genuinely... This is a really good end to the album. You know that this is the end of the album. And the other thing on the... Su- so that's true. I'll give you that. Right, so I'll take that. Because you don't feel... you don't. There's not another song coming after this. You know this is... Because the way I feel, it's that slow start, it builds up, and then every single member of the band gives it that 100%. Like, it just... It builds and everyone is in and... It but is it the best song? There's two great guitar solos in there. Two great guitar solos, four minutes, five and a half, and then there's a great outro as well. I've put here, the drummer must be knackered at the end of the song because he is helpful leather. Just To me, it's I just go, it's an excellent end to an excellent album. You need to do Kev's top ten final hurrahs. Oh, yeah! You do. Because you get passionate about this. I love it. And I'd love to hear what they are. Top ten Britpop final hurrahs. Oh god! I'll yeah. do my top ten rip pop tracks. Okay, my least favorite ones. Let's do that, and you do that. Okay, okay. I think this is excellent. I think this. No, really it's good. great. No, it is. Okay. I just it's a good song. I just think that maybe I don't give it the credit it's due because it. Can't, I don't know. Sometimes I get to falling from the sky, bully boy. Sometimes I don't even get to that. And that's, that's the, problem. the problem. That's the problem. Yeah. You need to persevere through the last two to get to parallel lines, mm. and then that's. I don't. I just go straight back to getting better. Yeah, see, that's that's, that's your problem. problem. You got it. You got to listen to parallel that's lines. Fair call. More. Fair call. Um, we're going to play that to take us out, and we're going to show how just how great it is. Into reviews. Okay, Jan Friden, two out of five. 
As an actual album and seeing that you must be able to get an idea how this works as a full listening experience, it would be doing all your readers wrong if I would have decided to shy away from telling them the hard facts that many of these songs are not memorable and as a full album, this is sort of like missing a bus and most arrangements are so generic and have no solid bass. I'm not intrigued as the album does not leave a lasting impression on me. Neither do you, Jan. We'll forget about you, Jan. Whatever. Uh, Free Slevin, two out of five again. One of those I can't believe I bought this album that I haven't got round to giving away yet. Who's this? I've forgotten. Yeah. Uh, good stuff. Dave Dawson, the best band in the world. Five out of five. A maximum high comprises fantastic guitar playing, great vocals, complex lyrics, and a range of genres. With relatively heavy rock and parallel lines, my personal fav- my personal favourite, the meaningful Lady Man, the popular Going for Go, On Standby, and This Day Was Ours. All the other songs are great as well, especially Magic Streets. There you have it, the best. Shed's Rule is the, who wrote this. What do you think their view is going to be? Shed's Rule, five out of five. Really? Under, oh. Underrated and underplayed, simply the best Britpop band ever. I would love to know, uh, and we'll put it out there, and maybe not this week, but in a couple of weeks, I'm going to go out and I'm going to go, I want your A-team, as in, who's your first 11 squad oh, yeah. of your Britpop bands? You need a couple of subs, though. And who's your B squad? So right? no subs. No subs. Oh. Who's your 11? 11A, 11B. Right, first what and second. What's got injured? What? It's not a real game of football, Liz. It's causing me anxiety. You need subs. <laughs> <laughs> And then you've got United, which is like your F squad. Right? Dundee United, F squad. How are Dundee United doing? They got beat by his five. <laughs> Has the season started for them? Oh, is it, it, just, is it the cup? Yeah. They're out the cup already? I think. Football season hasn't officially started yet and already United They beat Cowden right. Beef, so that's good. Okay. They got beat by Hearts, but only on penalties. So I'm lost. What is this friendlies? Where are we now? How it's is this in kicked that, off? It's that Betfred Cup, whatever, that cup thing at the beginning. So it's I not a good start. Well, getting beat 2 0 by his fife, no. Right. What do you think <laughs> you rated this album? Seven. Wrong. Six and a half. Your favourite go to rating at all. I find that fascinating. Every episode, Les gets surprised by her rating. Where would you, do you think it's fair at a seven now? Like, or would you bump it up? Seven and a half. Seven and a half would be up there. Well, I bumped you right up. I give it an eight and a half. Okay. Have you seen. Six and a half. I can't believe I did that, Kev. I can't believe I did that. <laughs> Jeez, I must have been. When we get to season two, right? It's a whole. You're going to have to go seriously think about your ratings. I, well, both that, I need to drop and you need to step up a bit. Because at the moment we've sort of balanced each other out. Yeah, and I think I would probably um, attack the exercise in a slightly different manner. Now you know how the Excel spreadsheet works. I would probably (laughs) do an album from each band and not do them all at once. Yeah. Because I think I'd got band fatigue. You get fatigued. You are. I think so. My rating's like, I'm over this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so. Where if you did one album of each band. You'd look forward, like I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did that make sense? Yeah, no, no, it does. Oh, yeah. It does. I and it also. I would approach it now. And I think you'd be more excited about this exercise the second time you did it rather than me going, Have you done your spreadsheet yet? I won't be. <laughs> I feel like if you could put it on another Microsoft program, <laughs> I'm just not good with Excel. I'm brilliant at Excel. Right, okay, so have you ever seen Shed 7? You know. 
I was thinking about this. Yo, no. And I can't. I think I have. Is it like my Noel Gallagher? Where I just ha- I can't even remember. No, I don't think you were there. But, um... <laughs> I don't I'm think pretty... I was there for Noel Gallagher. I really... I would remember it. Okay, carry on. I think I saw them at Tea in the Park. We have seen them at Tea in the Park. We did, didn't we? And I've I just... seen them twice at Tea in the Park. Right, yeah, I knew it was. Okay. Uh, but I haven't seen them separately. No, I would love no, to see I them would, on the yeah, road. Yeah. Um, fantastic live band, like just brilliant. Um, so the band, Shed7.com, at Shed7, are they touring? Yes, they're touring November and December in the UK. All their stuff is on um, Spotify. I I would love to see these guys. I hope they do come over here. Yeah. Um, to summarise, great band, great album. Happy to talk about these guys. I yeah, just it same. brought me back to how much I love this album. I had it on cassette this album and I hammered it. I absolutely did. You ready for number twenty one? Twenty one. Do you know what? We're so close to top twenty. We are. That's twenty one. <laughs> <laughs> After this album we're in the top twenty, so surely there can't be an album I dislike anymore. Yeah, so we are we are running to the end of this season. Which is which is full on. Still twenty weeks. Still twenty weeks. But anyway, right, you're ready for twenty one. I'll give you a clue. It's just put, it's been pipped outside of the top twenty, so it's going to be a bit deflated probably by that because just didn't quite make it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. I'm sure these guys are really going to. I be bet deflated. they are. Gutted. So when they read the, twi- the Twitter feed, they'll be like, "Oh, just missed out. Can't believe it." <laughs> um, <laughs> um, what wouldn't be in the top? This is interesting. I really don't know. So I'll give you a clue. Every time I say this band to you, you go, hmm. And you start looking away in the distance. It's like, it's Travis. It's Travis. It's Travis. (laughs) It's like that meme. You know that lady and it's got all the calculations? All right, okay. I'm going to post that with me. Travis. Thinking about Travis. And it's like trying to figure it out in your head. So the The album, it's The Man Who. Well done. How do you feel about that? No. Look at you, you're getting this, you do it now, you do it now. You like do this like, lift your head and just stare into the corner of the room. Because this album has so many memories for me and it was a a particular, I think it was a really time in my life when I was really, really getting into music. I remember loving writing to reach you. I remember the video of the little boy running in the plane. And, oh, wow. Um, I And I loved that song. And, for, and I loved that album. Mm-hmm. But when we went through this exercise, and look, I marked it obviously relatively high, mm-hmm. probably out of nostalgia, mm-hmm. and probably out of a couple of the tracks that really stand out. Okay. I'm just not sure versus like a Shed 7, Supergrass, some of these albums that stand up. Yeah. they stand up. Yeah. I don't know how I'm going to go with this. <laughs> I've got to be honest. I don't Do you think know this how. is an our Cooler Shaker episode? Oh, no, no. Not as bad as that. God, no, I always hated Cooler Shaker. <laughs> I love... Travis, lo- and love. I always have fond memories of them. Really enjoyed this album. I've seen them live. A couple, they were my very first gig when they supported Oasis. That's right. I've seen them numerous times since. Scottish band. Big place in my heart for them. But I don't know how I'm going to talk about this album when we go through the tracks. Well, you got you got a week to think about it and decide. Because I, I am probably the same as you. I don't know how I feel about it either. Um, it's very similar to it's you. Awkward. And I'm going to talk about Travis's career because 
obviously they've they've had some big songs and big albums and they're still releasing music as well. So I'm going to delve into that a bit like I did with Supergrass around their career. You've still got that like distant far away look. You don't know what to do. <laughs> Number 21, Travis Manhu is going to be next week. Reach out to us at Britpop Banter or email us at BritpopBanter at Gmail. I need more guilty pleasures, so send us that as well. Les, anything else before you hop on out of here and start pondering about Travis? I know. I think I'm going to listen to that on the drive home and just see how I go. You need to be, I tell you now, you need to be in the right frame of mind from when you listen to I'm in to a good album. mood. I don't know if that's what you should be listening to. <laughs> but maybe because I'm in a good mood, it can counterbalance. Maybe, maybe. And we've just talked about it. I think it's fresh in my head I should do that. Go on then. I'm going to do Tell that. you what, you send me a message when you get home. I will. Let me know what you think of this Done. album. All right. Everyone, we will see you next week. See ya.